The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. In an ongoing row with the Garda Commissioner over rosters, 100 Garda sergeants and inspectors will march to Garda HQ today. Now, I'm joined by a former Garda inspector, a former Deputy Secretary of the AGSI, Tony Gallagher. Tony, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, uh, we talked to the Commissioner. Uh, we also talked to Antoinette Cunningham uh, about this whole row. And uh, the Commissioner told us he's, going to the, he's happy to go to the WRC. Um, what's wrong with that process? Well, I think, Pat, it started off with the Westminster talks, and that was stage one. So in stage two, then, you had the conciliation stage. Now, the work isn't over there, as I understand it, because the vote of the ballot in terms of the rejection of the rosters, Pat, from the GRA and AGSI was and should have been brought back into the conciliation stage. But it's my understanding that instead that the commissioner, unfortunately, took the position to refer it to the WRC, um, which um, is um, perceived to be premature. But it is a sad day for us, I think, that when you have middle management taken to the streets to bring their, their case uh, very publicly uh, on what's arguably International Week, St. Patrick's Day Festival. And it's, it looks bad for mm. businesses and it looks bad, really, that it's come to this. Um, do you know whether they'll all be in uniform? Um, I would say that they will be in plain clothes, Pat. What they tend to do is they wear the, um, the, the identifiable features that they're attached to AGSI, the bibs. Okay, and then they will march. Uh, and you know, I remember as a child, I used to watch uh, the Garda before Temple Moore existed. I used to watch them up in the Phoenix Park drilling. They used to yeah. square bash. Um, I That's wonder right. what the quality of the marching. I think will be <laughs> much talked of <laughs> today as they head for the park uh, once again. Now, uh, can you tell us uh, about the fundamental issue here? Because yeah. uh, the the new roster was organised during the pandemic for policing right. reasons and as Antoinette Cunningham promised uh, was told us she was promised that this would reverse uh, after the pandemic was uh, passed and Drew Harris decided I like the the way this roster works I'm going to keep it yeah I think they have no option but to go with this shape of the current roster because they don't have the manpower to make five units in the old system. But it is quite popular, Pat, the four on, four off on the for the guys on the regular tour, the fellas answering the 999 calls that we expect to see. It is popular for them. But the hub of it is the detective units and the specialised units. And it financially discriminates against them, firstly. And then secondly, there are weeks that involve seven days on, two days off, six days on and three days off. So there's a work-life balance. And there's a perception, Pat, I know, and I listened to the commissioner on your show uh, last Thursday, there's a perception that the detectives need to be solely on nine to five for their investigative needs. But as we know, most serious crime commences in the twilight hours or indeed the nights. So to have detectives on your your units at night time was very good for the young people. It gave them uh, a confidence. It gave an investigative shape as to how they would go about the duties. And it was very comforting to the likes of inspectors who was I occupied that role to know there was that expertise there mentoring young people on the on the front uh, line as to how to go about investigations. Um, the, the question, though, of uh, what a detective does, I mean, detection yeah. seems to suggest the crime has already taken place. 
So yes. they detect then following a crime. Um, I mean, is there 20, a requirement for 24-7 detection? Yeah, I, I don't think that's envisaged, Pat. I think that's where the concession should come about. There should be a tweaking of the rosters to A, satisfy the detective personnel that are not being financially discriminated against. Or you simply supplement their detective allowance to compensate them for um, falling into a, a roster that's, in the commissioner's perception, more favourable to investigations. Now, you mentioned the financial penalties. How extreme would the financial penalty be if uh, the new roster was implemented as the commissioner would like? Well, I know that the representative associations, Pat, would have the figures on that. Now, there'd be several thousand involved of a loss for detective branch and some of the non-core units. I wouldn't have the specifics of that, Pat, because I'm a little bit out of the process at the moment. But I am aware, and I was deputy deputy, deputy sec there for a while, I, I got a preview of what the roster looked like. So there's certainly a substantial monetary loss for, for, for the guys as well. Yeah, so that that's uh, the point, and it's at a particular yeah. level. Uh, the rank and file, the people, as you say, who are doing the routine policing in the cities, do the the four on, four off. In other words, four long days followed by yeah. four days off, and uh, they like that, and that that's working for them. Which presumably is why they're not marching in the park. Yeah, well, I think you will see a segment of them because what they're doing is, I suppose, there have rejected the roster in solidarity with the other group. So, I mean, 52%... So they don't want something... They're going to reject something that actually suits them. Well, to a degree, Pat, about 52 or 53% would have carried it if the uniform section voted for the four days on, four days off. But I think they have to consider the the greater organisation as a family and to kind of say that they're not going to let their colleagues down who are supporting them also. There's that. that they will all at one point or another be seeking promotion to sergeant and ultimately inspector and therefore they'd like to see that their horizons would not be financially limited. Yeah. Oh, there is that. I mean, look, and and also um, just on that promotion system, there's a a new biometric testing in there, which doesn't sometimes favourable to the really uh, strong core detective minded um, people. And so there's a bit of a loss there. So what's a biometric test of of, uh, Garda? Yeah. So if you... There's, there's a couple of stages to get to interview process, Pat. So if you're going forward for detective or for inspector, a detective sergeant who could have a huge amount of experience mm-hmm. has to learn and adapt to overcome a biometric test on situational situations that are on computer. Now, that's I, I know that that's left some fantastic guys behind who... But what, um, what, what do you have to do? I mean, do you sit down at a computer? What sort of tests are, are thrown at yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, there are multiple choice tests. I haven't seen them. On exam. Yeah, exactly. So in other words, heretofore, you had your kind of law procedure exam prior to that, which qualified you to get into interview stage. So there's a little bit of a loss there as well. But what you also have done as well, Pat, is you have the Commission on the Future of Policing, the Garda Inspectorate Report and the Operation Model. They're failing in terms of delivering a a stronger frontline service 
Uh, and we do know that there was a recent report there that one in four Garda stations around the country have fewer far uh, Garda. Okay, well, uh, we'll see what the march gets uh, the sergeants and inspectors and uh, their supporters today. But for the moment, uh, Tony Gallagher, former Garda inspector, former deputy secretary of the AGSI, uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.